welcome to the audio ministry of Grove Park Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina. We pray you will be blessed by today's message. I invite you to take your copy now of God's Word and turn to 1 Kings chapter number 2. Excuse me, 2 Kings chapter number 1. Bible dyslexia, I think. into faithlessness 
We would be remiss then if we did not step back once more into 1 Kings 22 to see that the first of these seeds is found in the home. Look with me at verses 52 and 53 of 1 Kings 22. He, being Ahaziah, did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of his father and in the way of his mother and in the way of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. He served Baal and worshipped him and provoked the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger in every way that his father had done. Can we expect little else from Ahaziah given that his parents are such notoriously faithless people? Of course not, we say. It is helpful then for us to think about our role in faithlessness in the home. If the home is where spirituality is nurtured in children, what are we doing to redouble our efforts to reach the parents of these children? Are we reaching out to co-workers, neighbors, friends, and family, ever seeking to bring them to saving faith? It was in the home that Ahaziah learned the ways of Baal and not the ways of God. The statistics repeatedly bear out the truth that if we focus on fathers and mothers, the likelihood of the remainder of the family coming to faith is immense. Our lack of attention on the home front, then, is slowly killing us. But so, too, is the realization that the home front is in our very home. A study published four years ago by Pew Research found that 74% of those now classified as nuns grew up in religious homes. Nuns being people who claim no religious affiliation at all, no spirituality. I know this is a double negative, no nothing. And why is that? Maybe it is because these children who grew up in church see what the folks at church do not see. Maybe they see a do as I say, not as I do mentality at home. Maybe they see the hidden addictions, the caustic attitudes and thought processes, the unrighteous actions that do not match up with what they see portrayed at church on Sunday by their parents. Maybe they see the church fail to exhibit the love and grace in its interactions with fellow Christians and with non-believers that Christ called his disciples to exhibit. Maybe they see the cold fact that too far too often Christians look like non-believers and non-believers do not have to go through the trouble of hiding their actions so why not join the non-believers? We can no longer lament the faithless bent of our society 
if we do not also repent of how we helped push it along. Beloved, how aware are you of the seeds of faithlessness in your home? And are you supplying the seeds? Secondly, the seeds of faithlessness can be found in a failure to believe that God is present and active in the affairs of humanity. Notice verses 1 and 2 of 2 Kings. After the death of Ahab, Moab rebelled against Israel. Now Ahaziah fell through the lattice in his upper chamber in Samaria and lay sick. So he sent messengers telling them, Go, inquire Baalzebub, the god of Ephraim, whether I shall recover from this sickness. Moab had been a vassal of Israel since David had conquered it during his reign. 2 Kings 3, 4 provides us some of the terms of their vassalage when we are told that they had to deliver annually 100,000 lambs and the wool of 100,000 rams. The economic cost to Israel of this rebellion would be great, and yet we do not see Ahaziah doing anything about it. We do not find him inquiring or sending a force to Moab to reestablish the relationship. He just seems to be leisurely enjoying life on top of his roof. And we know from David's interactions with Bathsheba that during a time of crisis, a king's place is not on the roof. It is helpful here to remember Proverbs 16, 7, which states, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes his enemies to be at peace with him. It does not seem to cross Ahaziah's mind that God could be behind the events that instigated Moab's rebellion. It doesn't even seem that Ahaziah, who certainly is old enough to remember his father's interactions with Elijah, believes that God could be behind his falling through the latticework as he sends off to Ephraim and Philistia to inquire of the God there. Beloved, when we believe that things just happen at random and chance, when we fail to see the hand of God at work, around us. It breathes faithlessness. Faith by its very nature requires a reliance on God, but when we do not think that He is present, when we relegate Him to be nothing more than some deistic clockwinder that then left the creation to its own devices, when we think that we accomplish things through our own abilities without offering proper attribution to God's grace and God's mercy, when we reason that the bad things that occur in this world occur only because God is attempting to get someone else's attention rather than ours, we have kicked open the door through which faithlessness enters. 
Let us, the people of God, be diligent to continuously look at the events going on around us and seek the voice of God to hear what He is saying. We only propagate greater faithlessness when the people of God do not stop to ask Him, Lord, what are you saying in the midst of this circumstance? Now, it would be helpful to remember to not discount what he's saying when he does speak as Ahaziah does in our text. Notice with verses 3 through 8. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria, and say to them, Is it because there is no God in Israel that you are going to inquire Beelzebub, the God of Ephraim? Now therefore, thus says the Lord, You shall not come down from, where the, from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. So, Elijah went. The messengers returned to the king, and he said to them, Why have you returned? And they said to him, There came a man to meet us and said to us, Go back to the king who sent you and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Is it because there is no God in Israel that you are sending to inquire of Baalzebub, the God of Ephraim? Therefore you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. He said to them, What kind of man was he who came to meet you and told you these things? They answered him, He wore a garment of hair with a belt of leather about his waist. And he said, It is Elijah the Tishman. Did you notice that Ahaziah was not concerned with the message that is given to him by his guards? He is not phased, it would appear, by the fact that his death sentence has just been pronounced. No, Ahaziah wants to know who it came from. Now, we could offer Ahaziah the benefit of the doubt and say that he wanted to know who made the pronouncement, and if it was someone he believed, he would take it seriously. Clearly, though, through his next actions in the text, when he sends three groups of 50 soldiers to go capture Elijah, after learning that Elijah is the messenger, and, I dare say, hearing the name of Elijah filled him with rage. I make this presumption on the fact that in verse 15, the angel of the Lord tells Elijah to go with the last company of soldiers to Ahaziah without fear of his life. How often is it that we hear of someone not believing something because they fail to trust the messenger despite knowing in their heart that the message is true. Such is Ahaziah's father. 
It is a stark lesson for us, particularly in the divisive days that we currently abide, that we should base our discernment on the message and not the messenger. It is through hearing the message that faith is generated, as we have already seen. And disqualifying the message simply because of the messenger will only lead to seeds of faithlessness. Beloved, we beat back the forces of faithlessness when we deprive them of seeds to grow at their cause. We must recognize that our failure to communicate with them can ultimately be linked to our failure to communicate with God. Our failures in hearing His calls to sanctification, to greater trust, to proper discernment, to the simple call of obedience to God's message, provides the unbelievers and faithless among us silos of seed with which to plant faithlessness. We should be ever mindful of the fact that the only crop faithlessness produces is death. Verse 17 tells us that death is what Ahaziah reaped and death is what shall follow in our wake if we do not start planting more faith. Do we seek to reach our community with the life-giving gospel of Jesus Christ? If we do, then we need to account for the seeds that we are sowing. Let us resolve to only deal in seeds of faith, so that we may, we may one day reap a bounty of faithful followers of Jesus Christ. The world in which we live is dark. It's divisive. People are not listening to each other anymore. There are a thousand seeds of faithlessness being sown. Seeds of division. Seeds of hate. Seeds of hurt. Seeds of animosity. They will grow, beloved. They will grow into forests and vineyards and thistle gardens. If we do not plant more faith, if we do not see where we are being seeds of faithlessness, the situation will never change. It is hard to take stock of ourselves. I've said this now to before, I'll say it again. I've got to go to the doctor sometime in the next couple of weeks. I don't know when the appointment is. Snow is there sometimes floating out somewhere ominously. Normal checkup. But if I go to the doctor and she says to me, well, Mark, according to your blood work, this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong. 
So, Mark, you need to quit eating blah, 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 blah. And I don't listen to her. Whose fault is it? If I don't start sowing seeds of health, then what am I going to read? Probably a massive heart attack. Beloved, we must be very mindful that we are always sowing seeds of faith. And that seeds of faith are being sown in us. Because Peter said it best. We have the words of life that the world needs. And if we don't grow vibrantly, if we don't grow like Kudzu in the South, there's nothing but death. Death of a lot of things that we love. So, are you hearing from God today? Are you hearing Him communicate loudly to you a message of faith? Or are you sowing seeds of faithlessness? Don't be like a kid on the cover of our bulletin. Be like Samuel of old, who when the voice of God came and said, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Let's pray. Lord, we do not want seeds of faithlessness. We want seeds of faith that grow. To abundant vineyards, thick forests, and lush gardens of your grace and your mercy. Show to us, Lord, where we are planting faithlessness. Weed it out and supply us with seeds of faith. Lord, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please join us next Sunday for worship, either in person at 9 or 11 a.m. at 108 Trail 1, Burlington, North Carolina, or at 11 a.m. on Facebook Live. For more information and resources on our church, please visit groveparkchurch.net. And remember, grace abounds.